What is up, everybody? I have Mr. Eric Barber to my right, and across from us virtually, we're very lucky to have Lydia Smith. Now, Lydia, you do a lot of things. You're, you're an artist. You're an elk guide. I mean, the list goes on and on. But what we're going to talk about today kind of, I guess it kind of involves art and elk, and we're talking about crafted impact. And in front of us right now, if you're watching on YouTube, which uh, if you want to see this, you're going to have to be. I'm going to hold this up. I'm going to hold up a, a limited edition shirt with some phenomenal art on the back that uh, the proceeds from this shirt are going to benefit the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. All also, proceeds. All proceeds. Awesome. Also yep. known as RMEF. So if you're not familiar with the organization <laughs> and you hear RMEF, that's what we're going to talk about uh, today a little bit. But Lydia, welcome. It's awesome having you Thank here. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Glad to be here. This, uh, this art and this awesome shirt, they don't stand alone. They come, they come with a story. They do. And they're pretty cool. And <laughs> what is, uh, what's the story behind the bull pictured in this, uh, the back of this pickup here? So that's a very special bull that I was able to kill last year. One that I had had on my cameras for a few years and decided I want to go target him last fall. Uh, so September 2021. And uh, it's kind of the kind of area where you can't glass. So it's all just you're hoping he's going to come in. And so lucky enough on I hunted him for a solid 10 days. And on day 10, I was able to sneak into him and his cows and harvest him. But he's an incredibly old bull. He had a cataract in one eye, just a sagging old belly, wrinkles on his neck, just a monarch of, you know, the area he was in. And so that's what really like intrigued me to get him. And he wasn't the biggest one by any means, but still a very beautiful bull. And so after getting him, it was very so surreal to me and all these things. And I took a picture with my iPhone of him sitting in the bed of my truck, my little red S10, little two-wheel drive that got me up in the mountains and um, decided to make a little art piece off of it. So it's a very special little drawing, very meaningful one, um, probably best and most meaningful hunt I've had since I've started hunting. So pretty dang cool. That yeah. is super cool. I mean, well, it sounds like, you know, hopefully we're going to have uh, an impact on uh, supporting elk yep. with the shirt, but it sounds like the hunt had an impact <laughs> on you as well, which is super Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess it would have to be if you're going to like in, like inspire you enough, you know, to create like a cool piece yeah. like this around it. You mentioned trail cams. Like, so I know people definitely use trail cams out west. Like, it's not new, and people definitely use yep. them for elk. But it's also not something you hear about all the time. Right. At the, at the same time. So, and it sounds like just the country that this that this uh, guy was living in. We were like, oh, this is a, a tactic I'm going to employ to try and try and find him and get a beat on him a little bit. Yeah. So very thick country. Um, there's some faces you can glass, but other than that, like it's all just you hear a bull and you go after him. So the trail cameras, I love putting them up, not only for art references for my artwork, but just to see them interact, you know, just watching, you know, how they behave, their noises, like everything. Just I love watching them. I can sit and watch even cow elk for hours. And so I really enjoy putting up cameras. And I think I've been putting cameras in this specific spot for three or four years. And this bull came by, I believe, the second year I had cameras on there and I noticed him walk by right after he shed his velvet and you could just tell he's super stinking old like he just walked like he's an old dude his like belly is touching the ground and I seen that his antlers look like they were regressing you know they just were kind of weird and off and he had a cataract in his right eye I believe and I just thought that was so cool to yeah. see him like that is an old bull oldest bull I've ever gotten on a camera 
And like, personally, I love targeting very mature animals when I hunt. And so that year I didn't kill him. I got this other bull that I absolutely love. And the year after that, I had my cameras in the same spots. And it's actually really funny how it happened. I hadn't checked my cameras all summer. I set them up in June. And I guess the batteries I used on my camera were not good. And so they died out pretty fast. So when I went to go check my camera, I noticed my, my camera had died. I was like, well, that sucks. I wonder how long it's been dead for. And I believe I checked it in August and the last pictures taken were like July 30th or something. And the last two videos on that camera were of him and he was in full velvet. And I was like, this is insane. I was like, this bull is so familiar. And I was like, this has to be the same bull. And I go back, sure enough, it's the same one. You can see his, you know, cataract in his eye and, and he just blew up. And it was crazy because we didn't get a ton of, I guess, um, water that year, like not a whole lot of precipitation. And so we were almost in a drought. Yeah, this bull come, you know, he came back and he was just tons bigger than what he was the year before. And that's just super weird, especially for a bull that's, you know, old and mature or just aging. And anyways, it was just blew my mind. I was just absolutely floored. And so I just thought it was really funny that those were the last two videos that were on there. I, mean, I was like, right. It's yeah. just like, it's one of those moments that you're just like, uh, was this meant to be a little bit, you know? Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And the cool thing too for like, anyone that's like listening to this, if they want to kind of get like more of the pictures and all that, we have this on the Vortex Instagram story, like in a highlight. So people can go back, they can check that out, kind of see a little bit more of like the play by play, which I mean, that story, like it is so cool to kind of see like the raw emotion that kind of comes out in that. Cause I know yeah. like you were, you were solo on this hunt, right? Like you were all yeah. by yourself and you know, to kind of like, you know, cross paths with any bull on a hunt like that is incredibly cool. But one like this with all that context is just like, that's what everyone's dreaming about. You know, it's just very surreal. Like I still think about it even, you know, a year later, almost, you know, just how cool that, you know, happened. But yeah, it was just super cool getting to see like the last two videos were him. And I was like, right then there, I want to make him my target bull. You know, this bull's old. He's, he's run that herd for years, you know, and you know, maybe it's time for another bull to get up there. But I was just like, man, I just something really intrigued me about that bull. I just kept saying that. Um, and actually, I'm going to say too, uh, last, so the year before, when I had got a photo of him hardhorned, after I killed my bull that year in 2020, I had left my calls, my elk calls up on the mountain where I had killed him. And so I went back up there and heard a bull bugling and got in close to him and got a video of him. And it was him. Oh, it no was that way. old bull. And I didn't make the connection until a while later. I got that video that I took of him and I was calling to him and he's bugling. He has this very high pitched bugle. It's very noticeable. Um, and that's one thing that I actually end up looking for is if I'm targeting a bull and I know what they sound like, that helps immensely in areas that are thick because you can actually hear like what they sound like, just like people. So that was super cool. I actually got to see him on the hoof chasing cows with a huge herd the year prior to even harvesting him. And I sat there till dark and just watched him and messed with him. Cal called and he bugled back and just got this one little video. And you can see him walking down the mountain following his cows. And you just see his uh, his right side and everything. And like, that's the same stinking bull. So, um, and I like did some serious like putting together like, you know, photos on top of each other. And it was definitely him. And so that was super cool. And anyway, just like lots of history and kind of uh, emotion and special things behind this bull. And then I was lucky enough to, you know, really hammer it and stay out there for a good 10 days. And I actually, three days before I killed him, I had actually called him into me. 
in the same exact thicket where I actually ended up shooting him, which I think is hilarious. So I was below him and it was in the evening. So thermals were coming down and I had called him from above me and he came into about probably 30 or 40 yards, give or take. It was so thick. You can, you can see anything, uh, called him in. He decided I shut up cause I didn't really want him to know exactly my position. He came in, stopped, didn't hear anything. And he left, tried calling him back and he didn't care. Um, and then the same spot where I was standing, where I called him in from, cause he was following a trail right above me. There's this trail. And I know that because three days later, I was on that same trail <laughs> and came from above him this time because it was in the morning and the thermals were going up. He was in the same spot where I was standing three days before where I actually oh. shot him. Oh, no way. It was just wild. Yep. I Because I had set a waypoint three days before where I was sitting. Like, this is where the blind bull is because I heard him bugle. I'm like, that is him. I know it's him. And then three days later, I'm above and I shoot him and I go down after he runs and I'm standing right where he was laying down. I look at my maps and it's right where I set my waypoint three days before. Like it was just bizarre. It was just so weird and crazy to me. I was like, this is not happening. You know, like, and the, (laughs) it just, the whole story just is still mind blowing to me. Um, Cause I think that morning, so we had a big storm roll through and this happens to me almost every year, like a giant storm rolls through like, immense amount of rain trees falling down left and right so it's just super stressful like all night and pressing up on the tent and like had a tree fall right next to me like it was just terrifying and the next morning these elk are all you know wrestling bustling like the storm stops it's like wet out and they're just going crazy and so i've been following a herd all morning so it was raining the night before next morning it was super foggy just beautiful and i was following a herd of elk and there i was like up on a ridge um, and there's a big canyon and there's actually a hunter in the canyon and I heard him bugling and I was like well I know that's a person but um, I just kept following the herd we both were I was up top he was in the bottom he ended up stopping and I ended up kept following these bulls up and over this next draw um, and I was like right behind this one bull the whole time uh, they ended up bedding like right around 9 30 or 10 they all shut up and so I just kind of sat there it was beautiful out just super foggy and just calm and I ended up hearing some more bugles from behind me kind of the direction I came from and so I was like, well, I'll go check them out. It's probably some bachelor bulls bedded down. Maybe I can sneak into them. And so I walk around there and I get like set up in this little spot off this trail and I hear them bugling. And then all of a sudden the bugles get a little more intense and they kind of start moving around and kind of seem like they're going further away. I was like, well, shoot, like they're moving. Like I might as well go in there with them. And I think one of my saving graces on that day on why I was even able to get into that bulls because it had rained the day before. So the ground was soft. Leaves were soft because there was like no wind or anything. It was dead silent. And so I go in there super quietly. I hear this bull just screaming his guts out. And I was so like concentrated on getting into this bull that I wasn't even recognizing his bugle. And it was him. (laughs) But I had no idea it was him the whole time because I was so concentrated on trying to get into this herd. And so I'm on this trail and this bull's bugling probably 50 yards below me. And so I try and sneak off this trail a little bit and it's like super thick. And I'm just taking my time and I'm standing there. And then all of a sudden I look over, I see an ear twitch in the side of my inside of my vision. And I look over and there's cows bedded down like 30 yards by me. I'm like, shoot. <laughs> I'm just standing there looking at them. And one's kind of looking at me, didn't really know what I was. And she kind of like five minutes later looked away. And like the same time, this bull screaming just right in front of me. And so I like started my GoPro. Um, and so I got some fun fitted footage of him bugling, you know, 30 yards from me and clunking and just getting all pissed and riled up and 
Um, it was so like hard because these cows were right here. So I was trying to be so quiet, but I wanted to shoot this bull. And for a second, I thought he was going to come right to me. Um, he started coming up through that brush right in front of me. And then I kind of seen a piece of him and I seen his, oh, I think it was his right side, I believe, um, his sixth side. And I just was like, that's a big bull. I just saw the back end and I was like, oh my gosh, and my heart started racing because I was calm the whole time until I saw that back end. And uh, he kind of like moved around a little bit and then he came out right in front of me about 30 yards. I could see bits and pieces of him. And he kind of walked down and bedded down right in front of me. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I just, he just bedded right down. I was like, this is, you gotta be kidding me. I'm stuck between this herd of elk that are bedding. Like it's a, just an insane insane situation and so these cows i'm like well shoot i don't know what to do so i kind of backed out for a second back on the trail i was like no i need to get back in there so i get back in there and i am literally taking this the slowest steps i have ever made in my entire life and i had seen this little window that i think would possibly work if i could get to it where i could shoot through it and hit the bull and uh, i had to be really careful about watching the cows watching the bull and watching my feet all at one time because i could see his ears and his ears would turn back when he'd hear me and he'd kind of do this and I would just stop, you know. And so I did that for probably a good 10, 15 minutes. Finally got to this little spot, like literally moved three steps, but it took me that long to move. Um, There's like probably a little 12 by 12 opening through the bushes. And I could just see the top of his shoulder as he's bedded down. And I thought about shooting, you know, through the trees. I'm like, no, I, that's stupid. I'm not going to do that. You know, I really don't want to risk missing my opportunity on this bull. But I'm like, if he stands up, like that's going to be a perfect hole right for like right where his vitals are and so I'm sitting there just thinking like should I make a noise should I do something I just wasn't really sure what to do but I needed to stand up and while I was thinking that one of the calves that was bedded with the cow she got up and got nervous and ran down past the bull and I'm like this is perfect and they all start getting up and moving down he's just looking at him you know watching him come down thinking like not thinking anything of it he bugles out of his bed and then they all move down behind him and he's looking at him and he's like, okay, I'll get up. And as soon as I seen his head go back and his butt go up, I drew back right as he did that. And right as I had pulled back, he was completely standing up and I just sent it right where, right where those vitals were. And I just went running. And I just sat there and I was just like, holy crap, that was insane. And I just sat there for a good half hour, just like taking in the moment, noticed my GoPro glitch. So it like lost everything oh, no. from, you know, me shooting him and him running off. So that's unfortunate, but. I sat there for a long time. I was like, that looked like him, but I wasn't sure. Gave him a good 45 minutes and then started tracking. That's when I found out he was standing in that, or bedded in that same spot I was standing in and all the waypoint stuff. And I began tracking. And like, before I began tracking, I could smell him. Like you could, you know, just, I don't know if you kind of know the smell of like a rusky, like rutted up bull. So I like knew he was there, but like my mind was also like, what if he's not, you know, the whole yeah. thing that happens when you're hunting and, and so I start tracking and walking down and you just went straight downhill. And at first the blood was a little like not nothing too crazy, but also I just like this was a dead bull for sure. And um, I found him like hundred yards just down the hill. And it was just the most craziest thing. I And it was so thick. It was above my head. You could see just pieces of hair. And coming around that last little bush, you just saw his antlers sticking up. And I was just like, oh my goodness. And it was the most craziest experience like I didn't know if it was him yet until I looked around and saw his blind eye. And I'm like, that is him. But what are the chances that I ended up sneaking into him while, you know, during their bedding time of the day, it was 11, it was 11 o'clock or something, you know, and it ended up being him of all bulls. And so I thought that was just absolutely bizarre that 
it happened the way it did. It's just the most like craziest, like meant to happen hunt that I've had, I think. And so that's just what was so special to me. And not only that, but you think like an old bull wouldn't taste very good. He's probably the best tasting bull I've ever had in my life. <laughs> He's so, so tender cool. and just so good. Like his whole body was layered in like three inches of fat. I've never seen a bull that, that fatty in my life. I have a video of it that I, um, you know, that'll be on this story, but it's just absolutely insane. That was just an incredible hunt that I will cherish forever. So Unreal. it was pretty dang cool. I mean, that is crazy. Yeah. Like you say, like he like put on like, you know, an old bull like that, like putting on a ton of you know, a ton more antler, but then also being so fat. It's yeah. like, you, where yeah. did, you wonder, like, did he find like a different He's spot healthy. to be well, or some, the, you know, some like egg land that he just lived on for a year and fattened up or well, what? And, and even that was actually one of my questions is like, you know, you've kind of hunted this thing. Like you found him like yeah. year after year. I mean, did you kind of like, I guess maybe talk about his home range. Like how big was that? Was he traveling a lot or was he a homebody? So this is something really cool too. I posted so when I found out that he had come back and I had videos of him in the velvet, I had posted a photo. I posted a photo from him the year before on my story. And this guy messaged me and he's like, Hey, that looks like this bull. And he sent me a video of him in June of that year. I killed him just the, the drop south where I had gotten videos of him. So he had actually been moving North the whole time. And so super cool. Cause now I got this other video, this whole minute long video of him with a little shorter in the velvet. And he's just like in a wallow and, that was super cool. So I got an idea of where he was coming from because where I ended up killing him was even more north from where I had gotten cameras of uh, pictures of him. It was about three miles more north. And so um, that was his rutting area is where I ended up killing him. But he summers. So I'm believing he headed south for the winter and then he actually moved his way up through his velvet, time growing his velvet. By the time he's done shedding, he'd be, you know, where he was supposed to be during the rut. And so it was like, I'm pretty sure all summer he was just moving, moving north. Um, but the whole area is completely like thick vegetation, but so much green. And I feel like this spot in particular does have quite a bit of water, even in drought years, which helps. And the first time I had gotten photos of him, he was still very healthy looking bull. Like he was just fat and just very well rounded. And so he just was, he just was a very particularly healthy animal. Like he just was able to take out, like he must've just had a really nice calm life. And even though the years I know he's been hunted. You know, yeah. I know he's been hunted in that spot because the spot I hunted them in is crazy overpopulated with hunters. It's one of the most popular spots in Idaho. And so I know I know he's been chased his whole life. Yeah, he was just a very healthy bull. And so, yeah, just the terrain is incredibly, I guess, um, well for feed and water. And so I think that's just why he stayed so well. I don't know why he put on the inches he did the year after he looked so tiny and regressed, but um, he did. So it was super crazy. Um, but just an incredibly beautiful bull because he even grew a seven side. He was a six by six, and then he grew into a six by seven, which is really interesting. So unreal. Yeah, it, yeah, it was just wild. Yeah, and then you know, like maybe talk a little bit. Like obviously, super pumped when you kill them, all that stuff. But I would imagine the mountain kind of feels a little bit more empty, knowing that like this bull that you'd kind of chased like yes. year after <laughs> year. What what that kind of feel like? That is actually a very true thing. I had one of the most weirdest like feelings walking up to him, you know, like it was a, it was a feeling of accomplishment and like all these things. But at the same time, there was, it was a very bittersweet feeling for that exact reason. Like this has been the monarch of this mountain for years. Like I know for a fact, he's been the herd bull, you know, and I had um, a friend who had hunted him a few years prior. Also, he's like, I know I hunted that bull as people's the same, like all this stuff. And and so it was actually really kind of a bittersweet feeling 
to know that this bull's not up there anymore. That has just been ruling this area. But at the same time, I look into the perspective of is the older he gets, the harder it's going to be for him to live. You know, he's going to start starving and not being able to keep up with the herd. You know, the winters are going to be hard on him. He's susceptible, uh, susceptible to many predators. And I think going out in a way he didn't know what happens and he's being respected and, you know, being used like I am using his meat. I'm going to mount him because I love him so much. I think that's such a respect to that animal. And so at the same time, it's very sad knowing that he's not there anymore. But at the same time, I'm very grateful that I was the one to give him the beautiful death, like a beautiful way out where he knows no pain. You know, he just was rotten being an awesome bull. And then he's just, you know, like peacefully gone. And so I think that's also very special to me that I was able to be the one to do that for him. But it was a very weird feeling walking up to him being like, wow, this bull is just such a, just such a king of this area, if you, if you want to mm-hmm. call it. And so it was a very interesting thing, but I think that's why he's also so special to yeah. me is just the fact that, you know, I knew he was that macho man in that area for a long time. So. Yeah, it is It is interesting to think about that, you know, something that's been so yeah. much a part of, you know, the mountain for you. Mm-hmm. And then like now it's like mm-hmm. you, you know, this incredible thing happens, but then like also something is gone or, I mean, still there, but there in a different yeah. way, but gone in, in, a, in a certain way. And right. like you said, I mean, bittersweet is probably the best way to describe that. But I think that's what makes this design so cool is like what you just described, like the whole story. Every hunter, whether you're an elk hunter, a deer hunter, whatever, that is like the experience that everyone is kind of chasing. Like that, something yeah. like that, and this culminates it so cool. And I think just the fact that, like, you know, what, what, with the design going back to Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, like the proceeds from it, I think that's awesome. Kind of showed like the connection of obviously such a special bull to you, but then actually giving back to the organization that's like, first and foremost with elk I think is awesome so I mean if people are listening to this on this date you know Tuesday the 25th of October head to the website right now because these things are going to be on the website for a short amount of time there's not a ton of them limited run yeah we do have these awesome decals as well but once these shirts are gone they're kind of gone you know which is the get them while the getting's good is what I'm trying to say yeah yeah I mean uh yeah <laughs> Just like uh, the elk, you know, uh, these shirts will be gone soon. (laughs) (laughs) That was very eloquently put. (laughs) But But, yeah, I mean. But to put it a different way, one thing, going back to when you were talking about, you know, the hunt and reflecting on the hunt, to put it, you know, a way better way. But when I look at this art, though, like you've been reflecting on this hunt and I can tell like with your passion about it, like how fondly you think of those memories and how you can like, you can just think about it and it brings you back to that place <laughs> and this art like you think of like you know you take a lot of photos if you, you're successful right? right you're like oh you get a, you know this shot and that shot and you know maybe you're, you're you're documenting the entire experience as a whole but this this part to me like it may seem like to me like this is the ultimate part of reflection because this is the culmination of everything like the hunt is essentially over the work is done you've got the bull back to the truck and it's kind of like that moment yeah. that you sit back and you're just like oh <sighs> Right. Wow. Like you almost wow. finally get to take it in. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes. And so and yeah. that's, that's what I think is so cool about this piece. So, yeah, I, I totally no, I agree. Definitely agree. That was basically my thought process when I took that photo is, you know, that's just like, this is the end to the story. Yeah. And like, how cool is that? So I think that's why I ended up drawing that particular piece, like that photo I took from the hunt. Cause it's just literally a little 
kind of remember remembrance of the hunt you know everyone wants to have you know their their animal in the bed of the pickup truck on their way home like that's every like hunter's goal and and so I think that's why it was so special to me but this bull wasn't just any bull to me either he was he was a very special one but yeah so I think that's kind of what my thought process was behind that little design there and it's super fun because it's almost like one of my art prints but on a shirt instead it's a limited edition art print but it's on a t-shirt so um, or a long sleeve. And so I think that's really fun. Yeah. Super cool. I love yeah. it. I think people are going to be pretty jacked about this. So, I mean, Lydia, is there any way, any, like, where would you want people to go to kind of like find out more about you, what you got going on, all that stuff? Yeah. So I mainly stay most active on Instagram, uh, with my handle being at Lydia Smith zero zero. Um, I need to be a little better with my art one, which is Lydia underscore Smith underscore art. Those are both on Instagram and you can also find it on Facebook. And then at my YouTube, I am growing. So my first video luckily was the video of this bull on YouTube. So it's titled the Callisto bull. That's what I ended up naming him. And the fun thing behind Callisto is Callisto is the third largest moon in our solar system. And it's a very beautiful moon and his eye resembled the moon. And so that is why I named him that. So I'm going to be doing more videos, hopefully. Um, and just Lydia Smith 00, I believe, or Ivory Peaks. You can kind of find my Instagram channel through one of those handles as well. So. Super I mean, cool. sorry, my YouTube, my bad. Awesome. 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 Well, I'd say, uh, yeah, check, check out Lydia's Instagram, check out her art page. Like I say, Lydia, I'm always just astounded whenever yeah. I look at the, your work and the, I mean the, the, um, truly, truly a talent. So yeah. it's just, uh, yeah. Anybody who's interested in amazing, uh, wildlife art, definitely Absolutely. check that out. And also get yourself a limited run t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Get them now. Yeah, get them all the good. Elk Foundation. Get them now. Get them while they're hot. Which is super cool. Yeah. I think it's so awesome that it benefits the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, especially for me, too, because my favorite wild game animal is elk. Always yeah. will be. So very special to me in that part, too. Well, we're yeah. stoked to, to work together on this thing. I mean, it's been a long time coming. Like, here it is, August, and we're recording this thing and, you know, not going out for a few months. So I've And that's just like the tip of the iceberg. There's been a whole lot of stuff to kind of get to this moment, so... I, you know, obviously a long way away of just saying like, we appreciate the heck out of it. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, Lydia, thank you for this amazing story. Thank you for this amazing art. Thanks for taking the time to visit with us and tell the story. Thanks everybody for listening. And uh, like I said, buy a t-shirt. We'll catch you on the next one.